Welcome to Sharing the Word. I'm your host, Dr. Driver. Oh, I love you, my friends. Thank you. Oh, praise the Lord. Thank you for the feedback on our Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and ministry uh, websites. Uh, thank you. Those are encouraging. Uh, pr- please continue to send us your feedback. It is greatly appreciated. It encourages us as well, and then we know what to pray for. Thank you for following us on those uh, social media sites. Thank you for watching SharingTheWord.tv. And thank you for watching uh, our program on Galilee TV. That's G-A-L-A-L-E-E TV. Uh, you have a Roco device. Download uh, that channel there. You can download the app on Google and Apple Store. And you can also go to the Galilee TV uh, YouTube channel as well. And we have a section there, uh, Religious Programming. Uh, that is a TV channel that's dedicated to uh, classic television and movies. So praise God for that. But continue to follow us on our YouTube channel. Please hit subscribe and notifications and let your family and friends know what a great ministry we offer here at TLDM. So today we're in our next episode of Mark 13. Now if you've been following the series we were, wow, prepared for this for the last, I would say, six months or more, preparing for this series called End Time Prophecy According to the New Testament. Now, we focus in on a lot of things that relate to the rapture and the coming of the Lord as well. Uh, we are now in the Gospels where Jesus is now preaching and telling his apostles what will happen before his return. Now, we covered that in Matthew 24. Uh, You can watch that again on all those uh, channels I just mentioned. We are now in Mark 13. And after we finish Mark 13, we will go into Luke 17 and 21. And then jump right into the book of Revelation. Now, as an eschatologist, that's the study of end times, uh, prophecies, and so on. And I am really excited about this program. Every church I have pastored in... um, I remember my senior pastor would say, hey, this is your thing. <laughs> so if you want to preach on Revelations, go for it. If you want to preach on Daniel, go for it. Uh, I went, wow. <laughs> uh, the, the whole New Testament is summed up with the following. Jesus Christ is coming back again. Amen. <laughs> let's hear an amen. Hallelujah. So let's get started because in the last episode, what I wanted to cover, and, and I'm not rushing through this because as we have other um, programs on, or series to share with you, uh, we have a new series coming out called The uh, Integrity of Man. We have a series entitled God versus Mammon. Uh, those are study uh, times I'm always in my office studying, but yet we already have this program already, uh, I guess, laid out, if you will, uh, prepared for. So I, I'm not rushing through this. Uh, those those series are right there. I will jump right into this, but I love preaching on end times. Amen. So thank you for that. Right now we're going to go into Mark 13. And if you can just turn there, if you're able to turn to that scripture verse uh, chapter. If not, if you're driving, if you if you don't have a Bible on hand, that's okay. I'm going to take my time with this and walk you through Mark 13. Uh, we left off in our last episode going all the way up into uh, chapter uh, Mark 13, verse uh, 10 and 12. But today I want to talk about the Great Tribulation. Now, when Jesus talks about the Great Tribulation, he is talking futuristically. 
He is talking about, here's the temple today. Listen to me, this is important. He's talking about the temple that the apostles are looking at today. And he's also now saying that this temple is going to be destroyed. These buildings are going to be destroyed. So this is the rebuilt temple. Temple 2. <laughs> Solomon's temple is one. The rebuilt temple after Nebuchadnezzar um, you know, destroyed the, the temple. Uh, and Babylon, Babylon did that, of course. And now the rebuilt temple under the successors of Nebuchadnezzar, Darius and Cyrus and so on. Those were the kings that restored and gave edicts to help rebuild the temple, including the temple site as well as the walls and so on. You just read the Old Testament, look at Hezekiah, look at Jeremiah talking about this as well. But what I want to talk about here is that Jesus is talking about this temple that you're looking at. Not one stone is going to be uh, left standing, if you will. That destruction of the second temple happened in AD 70 by Titus of Rome. So we have to say, wow. So Jesus is talking future, yes. But he says right here, though, so when you are, or when you see the abomination of desecration spoken by the prophet Daniel, standing where it ought not, then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Now what he's talking about, and we can go into, again, this is, wait till we get to the new series as well. But in this series, we're going to get into John uh, the Revelator as well. He's talking about the Antichrist going into the temple. This is the rebuilt temple number three. And he has an image of himself or himself in the sanctuary of the temple where only the high priest can go into. And he's expecting people to worship it. And if you don't worship his image or him himself, he's going to destroy. He's going to kill. And so Jesus is talking, that's how serious it's going to be when the new temple is built. This is called the tribulation period, the seven years of tribulation. And it said, he says right here, during the great tribulation, he goes on and he says, Let him who's on the housetop do not go down into the house, nor enter to take anything out of it. So he's saying, flee to the mountains. And he goes, woe to you if it's on the Sabbath, because remember, Jewish, Orthodox, Judah, you know, Jews, they, they worship, you know, they, they follow the Torah. They're going to worship God, but they're not going to violate the Sabbath. So, you know, pray that your flight may be, you know, during this time period. Not in the winter. Whoa, whoa, that's a bad time. Not when you're nursing. Okay, that's going to be tough too. So you got to flee somewhere. But don't go in your house and get your favorite CD player, you know. He's trying to say be alert, be mindful that the Lord Jesus is coming. But the sign of his coming is when that temple is built. The abomination that causes desolation spoken by the prophet in Daniel chapter 9. Wow. Be on the lookout. And he says this because he knows that most people, when they hear this, they're like, when is that going to happen? And then he goes on and he says, and this is very important, verse uh, 17 but woe to those who are pregnant and those who are nursing babies in those days. And pray that your flight may not be in winter. Okay, we got this. For in those days, there will be tribulations such as not been since the beginning of the creation, which God created until this time, nor even shall be. And, you know, I, I process that again, too, because of this tribulation, which is going to happen on Israel, the Jewish people. This is worse than what Hitler did. I'm just telling you, it's worse. 
It's a greater tribulation than what Hitler did. And people always want to talk about the, you know, the Holocaust. But I'm here to tell you what this Antichrist is going to do. It's, it's not good. He's not only going to stop there. It's anyone that is an alliance to or relational to Israel he's going after. Anyone who serves God, the tribulation. Anyone that serves God, he's going to come after. If you don't take his mark, if you don't worship his image or himself, He's going to come after you and destroy you, kill you. So that's why you want to be born again today so that you can be caught up because God has delivered us from the wrath to come upon the world. And so when this temple is finished and it's built, that's when the Antichrist is going to be revealed. Now to those who preach on eschatology or end time prophecy, they know that that's when it's going to be revealed. He's, he's probably living today, okay, because we're so close to these end times. You can look at uh, certain, uh, uh, just say, Christian networks, and they talk about uh, the Temple Institute that's talking about building the temple and prepping the priest for that and the red heifer and so on. you got to have a spotless red heifer. I get that. It's all good. It's perfect stuff. Its timing is just amazing. So then all of a sudden, before the temple's built, are we going to be raptured? I believe we will be because God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation. Oh, salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. So my friends, if you're pre-trib, you might be a mid-trib. Maybe you're in the post-trib. Okay, here's the whole point. Jesus is coming. And if he raptures me before the temple starts, he raptures me before it's completed, as long as A, I'm with the Lord, then hallelujah. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Because when he comes down officially with all his angels, as the Bible talks about in Revelation 19, he comes down with all his angels and saints with him. Mm -hmm. He's going to set up his millennial kingdom for a thousand years. And he's going to cast Satan and the Antichrist into a pit, lock them up for a thousand years, then release them and then give them, you know, give the world a chance to choose again. My friends, we're getting into details again. I'm, I don't want to stick into Revelation yet, but I'm giving you the uh, precursor of what's really happening. So he's saying you don't want to flee during this period of time. And you definitely don't want to flee during winter. You definitely don't want to flee and go back in your house and get your stuff. But you need to get out of the way because he's coming after you, the Antichrist. But the Lord's going to, oh, he's going to destroy everything when he returns. He's going to destroy all those things, his tribulation. If you just look at the, you know, the seals, the trumpets, and the bowls, if you look at all those things, that is tribulation. That God's judgment, listen to me, on an unbelieving or an evil, wicked world. He delivered Noah when he judged that evilness. Put him in an ark. He didn't include them. See, this is the whole point. We're not supposed to go through all this tribulation and his judgment if you're a believer. Scripture's pointed out. I've already preached on most of this earlier. But here's why I want to set the course here. So, Jesus said, tribulation's coming. Tribulation is coming. And if he hasn't shortened those days, boy, it'd be tough for anybody to go through it. Shorten the days, Lord God, so we can get through this. Because if it's too, it feels like it's forever, I'm going to give up. I'm going to quit. This is the mindset of most people. But he says, hold on, endure to the end, and you will receive the crown of life. So God's judging the world. Jesus is coming. He delivered Noah and his family. He delivered Lot and his family. When God's bringing judgment on a wicked, unbelieving world, he delivers his righteous ones out of it. Just trust that and believe that, my friends. Amen. Hallelujah. Now let's move on. This is important. 
Then he says, verse 21, this is where he says it in Matthew 24. He says, then if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, or look, he is there. Do not believe it, for false Christ and false prophets will rise and show signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. And he says right here, but take heed. See, I have told you all these things before. Beforehand. Now, I only have a few minutes before we take a break. But here's, here's, where, I'm, here's where I'm stuck. I get stuck. A lot of so-called church-going believers, I say so-called church-going believers, have not read this. And I still have people who don't read Revelation. It says, bless those who read the book. So just read chapter one. Blessed are those who read the book, Revelations. You'll be blessed. We are not ignorant, he says. So when false Christs and false messiahs and false prophets and all these people show up, they're going to try to impress you. It's witchcraft to some. It is witchcraft. It is. It is witchcraft. Some people literally are deceiving people, saying they are a believer when they're not, but they're really a witch. They're practicing witchcraft or sorcery. Okay, Satan, when he comes, he's going to be doing miraculous signs and wonder. He gets wounded fatally, and then he comes back to life. So, my friends, all these things, these signs that Jesus said will happen, will happen. You know, even in Mark 16, they say there are five signs that accompany a believer. In the name of Jesus, you'll cast out devils, speak in tongues, the serpent won't bother you, you know, poison won't hurt you. <laughs> lay your hands on the sick and they be made well. So those are the signs that we will be able to do as a believer. Imagine the false prophets, the false Christs and messiahs, if you will, that are going to come into the world and they're going to say, hey, I'm God. Uh, I'm, I'm Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. Don't believe he's out there. Don't believe he's down in Vegas. Uh, they could say there's Elvis. <laughs> they could say Michael Jackson's still out there. No, no, no. Jesus is coming in the clouds of glory, and all eyes will see him. All eyes will see him. As lightning flashes from the east and the west, so will be the sign of the Son of Man be. And he says, I've warned you that this is what's going to happen. One of the biggest signs is many false Christ, false prophets will come in my name. My friends, don't be deceived. Acts chapter 1. Jesus ascended into heaven. The apostles looked up and went, wow. Yep, that's the resurrected Christ. He, he, there he goes. And two men appear, men of Galilee. Why are you standing there staring in the sky? This same Jesus that just left on the Mount of Olives? <laughs> oh, hallelujah. He's coming back in like manner. He's coming back in the clouds of glory. We'll talk more about that right after this. Watch our new Sharing the Word series on End Times According to the New Testament with Dr. T.L. Driver. Listen as Dr. Driver pragmatically teaches through the New Testament scriptures on the end times. Walk through the scriptures with Dr. Driver as he discusses signs of the end times as described by Jesus in the Gospels. Learn more about the signs of the end times as outlined by Jesus himself in Matthew 24 and Luke 21. As we look around us today, we can see so many of the signs that Jesus warned us about. 
wars and rumors of wars, famines, earthquakes, and even the rise of false prophets, all of these are happening exactly as he predicted. No one knows the hour. Mark chapter 13 verse 32 says, But about that day or hour no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. The statement is both perplexing and intriguing as it raises numerous questions. Join Dr. Driver in learning how we can prepare for something we don't even know when it will happen. The Resurrection Body at the Trumpet Call Dive into the scriptures from Paul's letter to the Corinthians on the assurances of Jesus rising from the dead, his second return, and those in Christ will be raised with new spiritual bodies. Encouragement to hold steadfast to the day of the Lord's return. Receive encouragement to hold fast to the scriptures and know that God will always keep his promise of returning even though scoffers arise and deny God's promises. Don't miss out on this new exciting series. Subscribe today to stay up to date on all the latest messages. Welcome back. Thank you again for watching. We're still on the study of Mark 13, and we are still on the subject of his return. Now, we just talked about the signs of his coming. We talked about the temple being built and the Antichrist going in there and you fleeing. And if the days weren't short, oh boy, no, who can handle that? Now we're going to talk about the parable of the fig tree. Now, I don't want to get into what I said in my last episode. I, want, I don't want to repeat myself. I want to bring some new information for you. It still relates to it. For those who love um, gardening and vegetation, you understand how apple trees grow, and you understand how everything, grapes, olives, all those things grow. What I learned from the lesson of the fig tree, and that starts in verse uh, 28, it says, Learn the lesson of the fig tree when the branches already become tender, and puts forth its leaves. Now this is important. You know, I got my Bible here. Puts forth its leaves. You know summer is near. So you also, when you see these things happening, so also when you see these things happening, you know that it's near at the doors. So what he's saying to me is, learn the lesson of a fig, uh, of the fig tree. You know, Jesus cursed a fig tree that wasn't bearing fruit. Remember, the apostles were with him, and he's walking down this road there, and there's some fig trees, and all of a sudden he sees one. He's like, hey. And then he says, curse it. <laughs> you know, boom. And they leave, and they come back, and, hey, Jesus, that tree that you curse it, dead. Yes, it is. Now, the whole point of the message is, during the seasons, you know, summer seasons, and this season, and that season, you'll see the figs blooming and everything coming. To, yes, there it is. Wow. You know it's supposed to have figs this time of season. Yes. So when he says, when you see, the, learn a lesson, figs better be there because if not, you ain't worthy. You ain't no good. And if you don't bear fruit in Christ, he's going to cut you off. Just read the Gospel of John. He'll cut you off and throw you into the fire. So if Jesus can curse a fig tree, he definitely will cut you off the branch. He's Remember, he's the vine where the branch. He'll cut you off because you ain't bearing fruit and throw you into the fire. Here's the whole thing about the lesson of the fig tree. 
The fig tree to me t- teaches me that if we are now Christians for one, two, three, five, seven years, ten years, whatever number of years, and we're not bearing fruit, we're no use. We're no good for him. Now again, once saved, always saved. People can talk about it. The whole point of everything in our Christian walk is this. Listen to me. Walk by faith. Believe by faith. Live in obedience. Everything is summed up in one command. Fear God and obey his commandments. Ecclesiastes 12, 13. Fear God and obey him. Fear God, obey him. Walk by faith. Live by faith. And you'll, you'll bear fruit that way. If you're not bearing fruit, just read the Gospels. He'll cut you off, throw you into the fire. Amen? So to me, I want to be ready. My whole point is, I want to be ready. And if I'm supposed to be ready, and I'm not bearing fruits, there's a problem here. You don't want to be like the five unwise. You want to be the five wise and have your lamps ready for the Lord's return. Amen? So one of the things that really kept me alert during the things that we're seeing on the news today is this. Am I showing the love of Christ? Am I bearing fruit? How can anybody know I'm a child of God? I don't need a bumper sticker. I don't need to wear a cross around my neck. Okay? Am I showing the love of God? That's the sign that will prove to the world you belong to Jesus Christ as his disciple. That's fruit. That is fruit. The love of Christ. So you can say with your mouth you love God, but if you are not showing the fruits of the Holy Ghost, boop, throw it into the fire. Many people will come in the last days saying, Lord, didn't I do this in your name? Didn't I do this in your name? He said, yeah, you did it in my name, but depart from me, I never knew you. Why? Because Jesus measures everything by your heart. He measures everything by the words you have spoken. And if your heart and your mouth and your mind, all those things coming together, are not, they're not in agreement. They're not. Double tongue? Mm-mm. Double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. If you don't love the Lord your God with all your heart, listen to me, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength, whoop, gone. Don't deceive yourself by saying, I'm a believer. I believe in Jesus, but do you walk in love? If you say you are a believer in these last days, and you hate your Christian brother and sister, I mean, talking hate. There's no like. Likes in the middle. You can't be, you know, lukewarm. He's going to spew you out of the mouth. You either love or you hate. And if you're a child of God, you will love. And if you love, you forgive those who hurt you. You pray for those that persecute you. You bless those that curse you. You forgive those no matter what. That's the sign of a believer. And he says, if you're not bearing that fruit of love, cut and throw it into the fire. So ask yourself this question. Do I love my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ? In Christ. No bitterness. No unforgiveness. Do you love your brothers and sisters in Christ? Read 1 John chapters 1 through 4. If you read those chapters, you'll be able to examine yourself and see if the truth of God is in you. I'm here to tell you, my friends, I can reach out to many people that say they're a believer and they have a problem with me, okay, but they won't tell you what it is. <laughs> and I'm trying to give an olive branch, but the Lord says, love and forgive and move on. I, I, that's what I'll do. Now it's between you and God. So this is the lesson of the fig tree. Let me close with this one right here. This is important. He says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words by no means 
pass away. So I want to close there. We have one more episode on Mark 13. Here's what he's saying. Wow. Many people will try to dissect, extrapolate, try to, um, I guess, move and curve the word of God to fit their own narrative. Let every man be a liar and God's word be true. Hallelujah. I only preach the word. Now, I've been preaching now, like I said, since 1987 full time. I mean, I've been preaching. Okay. Been to seminary and all. Here's where I'm going with this. I live the word. I love the word. I trust the word. I meditate on the word. Psalm 119. There you go. Let's just stick to that. I'm only preaching what the word is saying. If people don't like hearing the word, because the word is truth, they're going to go find teachers, according to Timothy, that are going to tickle their ears. I'm not going to tickle your ear. Because the word of God is true. So when it says right here, heaven and earth will pass away, but his words... His word, his living word, the word of God will never pass away. Trust me when I say this in closing. Jesus came, born of a virgin, okay? Let's read the Gospels, born of a virgin. He's God-man in the flesh, hallelujah. Lived 33 years, started his ministry at 30. Have apostles around him, disciples around him. He's God-man. The word of God was living, speaking through him. Watch this. Then he was betrayed. Judas betrayed him. Got it. And he died on the cross for my sins, your sins, and the world. But he rose from the grave. He is the God of the resurrection. Oh, he rose from the grave. Ascended into heaven. Sits at the right hand of God. And he sent his Holy Spirit to fill the world or to fill the believer, to fill the believer with his presence, to fill the believer, to seal the believer that you are a child of God, and to have the Holy Spirit convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. If you believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God, the only begotten Son, born of a virgin, suffered under Pontius Pilate, crucified, dead, and buried, if you believe that with all your heart, confess it with your mouth, according to Romans 10, 9, you are a born-again believer. Now live by faith and bear the fruits of God so that when the Lord comes to judge your works, he already knows you're his child. And he knows that by the love we show one another. May God bless you. Oh, my friends, may God bless you. Join me again as we finish our uh, study of Mark 13 on the next episode of Sharing the Word. Blessings to you. Shalom. Thank you.